not even want to do this. I'm so depressed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, it's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor who forgot to push record uh, on the podcast that I was supposed to be recording for the last 30 minutes. Anyways, um, I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Krista McDonough, and I'm the weaker vessel. You are the weaker vessel, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, I, but I can't listen. I, I'm the weaker vessel because no. I didn't even hit the record button. That's we spent right. 30 minutes. We had really good practice run. Okay, we had 30 awesome. minutes talking about this whole thing, and I didn't hit the record. I pulled a Jimmy. It's Jimmy's <sighs> fault because he's not here. Jimmy, first of all, this is why you're going to get replaced. Okay, you're going to get replaced because Krista's awesome. I don't know what I'm doing, and I can't do it by myself, and you're not here. That's how you're going to get replaced. I can't do that record stuff, though. I don't know that stuff. No. Okay, well, you're going to learn. Okay, you're going to learn. You're going to do a good job. I want to hear about oh, it. Okay. Jimmy's supposed to be here, but he went to Vegas like he always does. He goes to Vegas, and he has his meetings, and whatever he does, and he goes to the craps table, and he goes, yeah, and he does his thing, <laughs> whatever. Uh <laughs> But Jimmy, uh, he called me. He's like, yeah, man, uh, my flight was late. I'm not going to get back in time. He was supposed to get right back in time to record with us. He can't do it. But we've got Krista McDonough, your favorite, your favorite part of Doctrine and Devotion. She's back. And we're going to talk about some stuff that we've already talked about for 30 minutes, but I didn't hit record. So we're going to have to start all over, all over again. Sorry, Krista. It'll be fine. No worries. Oh, my gosh. I'm such a loser. No. I just, I, I'm so filled with self-loathing. Can you counsel me through this? Yes, really? you just like, made You are a, a licensed professional I counselor. And, uh, and I need you to kind of walk me through this because you, I'm really uh, filled with hatred for myself. Okay, this is catastrophizing. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. You catastrophizing. Made, right. It's yes. not a catastrophe. It is a catastrophe. No, it's not. It is pretty no. bad. We get to do it. I've All wasted your time. No. I've wasted my and Raleigh. We have Raleigh Sadler. Raleigh Sadler is in the house. He's sitting over there. He had to sit through thirty minutes of us pretending to record, and we're not even recording. He's the one that's suffering the most. He's going to have to listen oh, to it bro, twice. Oh my goodness! <laughs> By the way, if you don't know Raleigh Sadler, he wrote a great book called Vulnerable. You guys should check that out. And he's going to be launching a podcast whenever he starts trying and stops waiting uh called mercy cast so be on the lookout for that because holy smokes it could be good if he ever actually does it anyways uh so jimmy's not here it's just krista and me and you guys are cool with that if it was just krista you guys would be as happy as clams so um but i'm here too she's gonna deal with me we're gonna talk about some stuff that came up through twitter of course, it was through Twitter. It's always through Twitter. It always is. Right. Okay, so you guys know, sometimes I make fun of a tiny man named Owen Strahan. And what's funny is that he's, I mean, he is tiny. He's a tiny man, but he's actually bigger than me. Like, I'm smaller than Owen. I, I think I'm 5'4", I think. I don't even know. Owen's tall, definitely taller than me, thinner than me, better looking than me, all that stuff. Uh, more well-known than me. But I just like to make make jokes about him being a tiny person. Uh, but all that's just kidding. Like, there's no... There's no malice intended but, uh, with all those jokes. However, some of the things that Owen says about complementarianism, men and women, uh, sometimes rubs people a long way. And by people, I mean me. Um, and he put up a tweet recently. And one part of it, I'll be honest, one part of it triggered me and didn't bring out the best in me. And um, and so I thought we would talk about that. And And... And, and the, the principle that he's bringing up that is biblical and how to think about it, right? Because Owen is a Christian, he's a brother, and though we disagree on some things, I know he loves Jesus, and um, and so maybe we can make some sense of this whole thing, right? 
Okay. Sounds good. Here is the tweet. Um, his tweet said, we Christian husbands are not married to fellow men. Thank you. <laughs> Obvious, but yes. Okay. We are married to women, the weaker vessel. This is a reference to 1 Peter 3, 7. Helpers to us akin to fine china. That's the part, I'll be honest. I was reactionary to this. Like, I didn't like that. I was, I didn't like it. <laughs> I started talking. So, uh, all right. So, helpers to us akin to fine china. Women are the weaker vessel. They're helpers to their husbands. Wives are helpers to their husbands. Like fine china would be helped to somebody that owns property. I don't know. Anyway, it says, uh, we need to cultivate our wives, treasure them, invest in them, listen to them, be strong for them, shepherd them, protect them like Christ in Christ. I don't know what that last part means, but I'm going to assume the best. Okay. So, Krista, when we, when we look at this tweet, there were some things that bothered me. Um, there were some things that bothered other people. And let's be honest. There are some people, Owen could just say Jesus is God and some people would be bothered that Owen said Jesus right. is God, right? That's the, right. So, okay. So like, you, you can't just be, you can't be hating on somebody just because you don't like their perspective on a few things. My problem, and I don't think your problem, is that he used the words weaker vessel. No, because it's in scripture. Yeah, it's in the we Bible. We kind of have to go with that. You got to deal, you got to you gotta understand that to the best of your ability. You don't have right. to like it, but you got to be honest about it. Right. All right. I also don't have a problem with the idea that husbands should treasure, invest in, listen to, protect their wives, cultivate their wives. I don't think that's a problem, but I think you experienced a little bit of pushback as you looked online on this. Mm -hmm. Some people didn't. Some people didn't like that. Yeah, they didn't push. Yeah, I they didn't push back on me, but right. Yeah, but as I saw them pushing back, some some women in particular, I think, seemed to be offended. Like the cultivate thing, somebody said that makes me like a garden. Um, you know, um, garden of awesomeness. I guess. Yeah, I can't flourish unless I cultivate it. Right. Uh, yeah. Just it's. I don't know. Like I, as well, a, how do you feel about it? As yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, as a wife, like, yeah, I like all those things. I want to be treasured. I want to be invested in, and listened to, and mm -hmm. things like that. Maybe one of the things, though, is it almost implies like women can't be these things like in and of themselves, or or grow in these ways. That's fair. Apart from their husband, maybe that's a, that's that, a fair that question. That might be why some women are like, "What are you saying here exactly?" Um, and it's not, I don't think it's fair because again, Owen may or may not mean that stuff, but I wouldn't want to import those things to what he is right. saying because he's Absolutely. specifically addressing how husbands should treat their wives. Right, right. Because I think maybe some single women were like, whoa, you know, um, I agree. I agree. And and I think he didn't necessarily have malicious intent right, or to right. try to demean women in any right. way. In, in fact, I think it was probably the opposite yeah. was his intention, if I had to guess. But um, yeah, I, I think you're right. The fine china reference was problematic. I'm some women probably even the helpers like fine china, like even including helpers in there, maybe even though we know scripture refers, you know, in creation when God created Eve, I'm going to create a companion, a helper. Right. You know, that's there too. So we have to kind of deal with that but word helper, as well. Helper is a dignified time. God yes. is called helper. Right. Jesus is called helper. The Holy Spirit is called helper. It's that's not a bad title. It's not. And I but I think culturally for us, right. we think of helpers Santa's helper. as one less, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of a notch or two down. So yeah, some people I suppose might have gotten a little tripped up with that as well. But yeah, so, it definitely elicited some strong reactions. Yeah, and I think that you know, so okay. And and I would say like we 
yes, we should treasure, invest in, listen to, protect, cultivate our wives. But that why I need Jen to do that for me. Absolutely, right? yeah. Kevin needs you. Your husband needs you to do that for him. Sure. Like there's, there's, there's a mutuality to it. Right. And I think we think of ourselves more as partners. Yes. You know, yeah. in Very this. Much so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the best the best writing and I think scripture uh, in, includes this like that you, you mm -hmm. are we are partners husbands and wives we do this together uh, we exhort one another I mean what we see in marriage is what we see in the church right that we are supposed to submit to one another exhort one another right. encourage one another rebuke one another as the need arises it's the it's the it okay it's the fine china thing mm -hmm. and this whole post this this whole podcast is not about uh, owen and in his use of fine china but the, the, the china uh, to quote uh, trump <laughs> uh, it, it's not just the the fine china thing the the problem is is that to to say that women are like fine china necessary as far as i'm concerned it necessarily implies fragility and weakness there, there are aspects of strength, sure. And I had somebody on Twitter be like, well, I saw a commercial where like a car was lowered down under four cups of fine china and the cups didn't break. So they're, yeah, okay. But if I just toss it into the sink, it breaks. So it, right. it's, it's fragile. Nobody thinks of fine china as durable. It's inherently, it's <laughs> right. valuable. It's precious. Absolutely. It's worthy. It's good. But it's delicate. And that I do not think is what the Bible communicates about women. I don't think the Bible communicates that women are fragile, mm -mm. that they're easily breakable or more easily breakable than men. I genuinely don't see that in scripture. And I don't see that in, in, in life either. And that was part of my problem with the, with the tweet. Exactly. I agree. And, you know, I mentioned that um, when we were talking about this earlier that I immediately thought of Proverbs 31. Right. And that the description of that woman, and she is not fragile. Um, no. This lady has got it going on. I mean, she's buying, she's selling, she's making stuff. She's, you know, buying property. Yeah. You know, which I, that is one of the things. She's in industrious that, yeah, and successful. She's got it going on for sure. And so, yeah, I, I think... That description of Jimmy this, is a is a is a Proverbs thirty one woman. You think? I think so. In, the, in terms of the podcast wife. Okay, okay. As the possible podcast husband, I can agree with that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> you. I, I, I needed that affirmation. So there is. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and we've talked about this. And I listen. Okay, I know I was a little triggered. I didn't. I didn't handle it the best. But as we were talking about this, I, I don't. One of the things that I wanted to point out is that to say that a wife is a weaker vessel in some sense, and we'll talk about what that might, what that might mean, does not mean that a woman is weak. Mm. Women aren't weak; they may be, and they they are biblically a weaker vessel in some way. But that doesn't mean that they are weak or fragile. Um, and I know you've talked about like another people pointed out like women give birth, mm -hmm. right? That, that's Man. And if you've ever seen it, and I, I saw it once the first time, and then after that, the next three times, I stayed up by my wife's face. And I was like, hey, girl, how you doing? You got this. <laughs> You're so strong. Because right. I, I didn't want to observe. It was too much for me. Right. I was the weaker vessel yeah, in that well, situation. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see it either. I went through it, and I didn't want to oh, see it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, no, that's major stuff. That's, that's really hard. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not even that. I, I, I think like... Um, you know, like giving, and a lot of people pointed this out. Like, have you ever seen a woman give birth? Like, I get that, but it's a listen. Even what's harder than that is being a, a parent. Being mm. a mom is mm -hmm. hard. Yeah, like, that takes strength. Being a parent is difficult. When you, 
Kristen, when you think about what it means to be a mom, like what are, I'm going to guess weak is not one of the no. words that comes to mind when it thinks like, well, if I, to be a mom, it, one of the things that stands out is that I'm weak. What stands out w- w- for yourself and for the other women that you've observed that have been good, godly mothers, what are the things that stand out to you that would characterize motherhood? Well, physical and and mental, emotional strength is required for sure because yeah. you, you wear so many hats. You're a nurse, you're a teacher, you're, you know... Um, a disciplinarian mm-hmm. you're you're a nurturer you i mean gosh it's just the list is endless and and then if you're like me you're a warrior you know and and, and then you're often plagued with guilt right. because like have i done enough did i do this right did i you know and man it is it's it is physically mentally and emotionally draining it is for both parents i don't think women are necessarily like mothers have it harder than fathers i think they have it different yeah you know but uh, i've always said parenting is not for wimps you it takes an incredible amount of strength and discipline and humility um because man i god taught me so much Mm. about my own like selfishness how much he loves me when i think about how much i love my son right and oh man, it is such a rich experience. But yeah, it is exhausting, it, and and it continues to be even as our kids get older. I mean, you and I now have teens, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. You think like, oh, well, now they're grown up and it's fine. Oh no, it's just it's like just it's more stressful. It, in some ways, it does. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's not as physically demanding as nope. when they're little, but mentally yep. and emotionally, whoa. Yeah, you think here, here's the thing. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you think like, oh, it's so hard. My kids are babies and it's super stressful. And I got we got the feeding, the sleeping and all the, the And that shots is hard. Yeah. Uh, it gets more stressful. Wait till you watch them drive away in your oh. car by themselves for the first time. Yeah. Wait till they're like, hey, they like a person of the opposite sex <laughs> and they want to hang out with that person. Yeah. And my, like, like Eli's like, yeah, like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to hang out with Tilly. I'm like, who's Tilly? And he's like, hey, this girl, you know, go to school and stuff. You know, like, we go to the same school. I'm like, no, it's a different school. But like, we have mutual friends. I'm like, who's this? What are we talking about? What's going on? Like, it's a whole <laughs> right? thing. It is. It's a whole thing. It is. There is a I mean, listen, you, if you know mom, good moms, good dads, you know that great strength, discipline, mm-hmm. consistency, dependency on God, wisdom, all that's necessary. So to say that the wife is a weaker vessel means something, but it does not mean weak. It cannot mean weak. No. Biblically, it cannot mean weak. So what does it mean? It comes from First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, where Peter says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in, in an understanding way showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. So a couple of things here that I think, you know, Chris and I would want to point out. Uh, first of all, uh, there's a, uh, a device here used called simile. Um, a simile is, um, is a figure of speech where you are uh, in some way equating one thing like another thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just a simile means um, it's different from a metaphor, right? Metaphor would be like uh, Krista is a beast. That's a metaphor, okay? <laughs> she is a beast on the racquetball course. Uh, is it a course or a court? Court. I think a cor- it's a court. I don't court. know. We, I don't know. I don't play, play it. <laughs> we don't know. We're not rich enough to play racquetball. I'm not a beast at You've got to be super rich to play racquetball. Um, <laughs> but to say like she is a beast on the racquetball court, that's a metaphor. 
Uh, but to say that someone is like something or as something, that's a simile, right? When mm -hmm. Jesus says, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, that is a simile. The point is similar. There are some, there is a way or some ways in which you are like this thing, but you are not this thing. Right. Right. So it's not to say that you are sheep, but there are some ways in which you are like sheep. Exactly. And so uh, when Peter says, oh, uh, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel means in some way she is like a weaker vessel, but she is not actually a weaker vessel. Right. Fair enough? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Works so for me. there's a simile here. L let's keep that in mind. And a vessel, right? A vessel here is a kind of pottery or a utensil, but oftentimes pottery in the Bible. Th look, look up Acts chapter 9 or Romans chapter 9. You guys know Romans 9. It's the whole potter and the clay thing. Everybody knows that. But uh, Romans 9, 20 and 21. But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to the molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? So clearly men and women are both, are both vessels, but in some way, women are weaker than men. In some comparative way, they are found to be weaker. Now the question is, in what way are wives, very specifically here, weaker than their husband counterparts everything that i looked at always spoke to the physicality you know and that that's because i'm super ripped and strong and muscular and fit and lean i got like four percent body fat i okay. am awesome and i'm a blob and you are not like me <laughs> Is that what we're saying yeah, yes no. that would be true <laughs> for the record krista and most women i know are in much better shape than me oh no um, I'm not. i am the blob but um there is a general, like men on average have 40% more upper body strength and 33% more lower body strength. That's a, I mean, statistically, when you map it out, it's why there is a WNBA and an NBA. Exactly. It's, you know, it is what it is. Right. But you can always single out one woman. Like, you know, if we looked at Serena Williams next to me, you yeah. or, or me or whoever, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we're all weaker vessels next to yeah. Certain people like there's that. Always good examples. Like so, right. yeah. There's a lot of women that are professional fighters that I mm -hmm. would never in a million years want to fight. But if you're putting them up against other professional fighters that oh, are yeah. male, That's they're not a fair fight. likely to yeah. lose because there are biological differences. Absolutely. So there's a sense of of, of physical weakness, right? Um, but there's also a sense in which, and I didn't see this as much in the commentaries. Uh, I, I did see it a little bit that there's the physical weakness, which has, I think also led into a, a, a social weakness mm -hmm. that, um, that women have been socially weaker than men in almost every given society throughout the history of the earth. Uh, they've been exploited. They've been taxed. They've been viewed as property. They've, they've been taken advantage of because they aren't as strong. And since, brute strength or wealth or whatever, which comes with it, tends to rule. They have been subjugated in some way. In fact, um, RCH Lenski, a lot of you will be familiar with Lenski's commentaries. He says this about this whole idea of wives being weak. He says, paganism always tends to abuse her, that is the wife, on this account, that is her weakness. Her rights are reduced. 
often greatly. Her status is lowered, often shamefully. Heavy loads are put upon her. She has made man's plaything or man's slave. The fact that she is weaker is always exploited. Hmm. And so it's not just a physical weakness, this biological weakness by comparison, but that has led to a societal weakness that the scripture seems to be counteracting. Right, and I agree. Um, And certainly, yes, back in biblical times, that would be the case. You know, women, if they're divorced, if they're widowed, there wasn't an opportunity to go back to work and, you know, those types of things, the way society has changed now. And I think it's interesting in that first Peter passage, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. And then the the very next phrase says, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. I love that. And and my ESV said some translations use joint heirs with you. Mm -hmm. And so here, you know, they're pointing out the the difference, you know, by making that, using that simile. A worldly, kind of real world. Right. Practical kind of a difference. Right. But spiritually. Yeah. Equal. In the kingdom. Exactly. Equally sharing in the grace. And how can a lesser person get that? Yeah. Receive that. I think that that brings us to the whole point of this whole thing, right? Um, You know, husbands should live with their wives in, in an understanding way, showing honor to the women as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the mm-hmm. grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So there's a there's a couple of things here that are not a couple. There are a number of things here that are really important for us as we're kind of working through this passage, which can be offensive to some people on the front end because it's like, whoa, like a weaker vessel and all this stuff. It just seems. But keep in mind that the scripture is saying these things in a context where women were devalued. Right. They weren't valued at all. But scripture consistently elevates women far above what their contemporaries were doing, showing that there is dignity and equality. And yes, we listen, uh, I think Krista and I both are, are complementarians. We believe there are differences in the home and in the church that, that relate to roles. But in the kingdom, there is equality. So let's just mention a couple of things here in okay. light of this passage. Number one, a, a husband must love his wife in knowledge, right? Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. This means that you should live with your wives with an understanding of the truth that is revealed in Scripture and in the Gospel. And You don't treat your wife the way that the culture expects you to. You don't relate to your wife in the way that the world expects you to. You relate to your wife as the Scripture teaches, which is different than what the world says. Like, the world may say that it is a, a a matriarchal society where women rule everything, or it may be a patriarchal society where women are nothing and they're just property to be exploited. But the scripture says, no, no, no. Uh, we're going to give you principles and parameters around which you should relate to your husbands and wives. And husbands are to sacrifice for their wives, love mm. their wives, uh, seek their good, put them first, uh, seek, I mean, in, in every way, it, it's, it, it is a Christian principle that we put others before ourselves to benefit them rather than ourselves. Right. So we're not listening to the cultural or the standards of the world. We're letting the scripture guide us in our knowledge and understanding of the relationship that husbands and wives should have. And husband, this is what I think is interesting. Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to Mm. the woman as a weaker vessel. Who are the people that we honor? People we admire, people we value, people we love. We don't admire, we don't honor the weak and the, and the failures. 
We don't we don't honor the society typically oh, doesn't. No. no. Okay. Not How's typically. Yeah. You honor people that you admire. I like mm-hmm. that. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> people that people that people that are that have something good in them. This is so different than the way that some people think of and I don't think most of the Christians that I know, certainly not not at our church, but this is not how many religious types think about husbands and wives. To honor them it means to respect and admire, to find the praiseworthy things in them and exalt them. Right. To speak highly of them. That's when I honor somebody. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. I, like Raleigh Sadler. Raleigh, it, how, how, what are you like? Six foot ten? You're like a, you're as tall as a scarecrow. You weigh about as much. Like how tall are you? Six foot ten. Six foot ten. Six, six ten. Oh, that's what I thought. Super <laughs> tall. He dates a midget, but um, <laughs> named Sarah. But um, but like I would, I I can I can honestly say like I would honor Raleigh because like he is a good friend. He has a genuine compassion for other people. He stands up for those that are victimized, yet he always holds fast to the truth of God's word and scripture and good theology. He's not afraid to say the hard things. Like I can say all these things about many of my friends. I can say these things about Rally. I can honor him because I admire him for what God has accomplished in him. So husbands are supposed to honor their wives in the same way. We should admi- we should be able to look up to them. Right. If I can't look up to my wife, I can't honor her. Right. Or can I? Right. I don't think so. I don't know. You know, I was at a wedding once, and I'm going to try to paint the picture Ooh. as best I can. Okay. This is a disaster. I want a disaster story. No, it's not uh, a disaster okay. story. Go ahead. It could have been. Show your boring story. Go ahead. It, it could have been. But no, so the, the pastor was, d- during the message during the wedding, was trying to talk about how, you know, like wives submit to your husbands and husbands honor your wives and kind of dangerous territory, right? <laughs> to yeah. go into. Yeah. But you're so, going to offend a lot of people at the wedding. If right. You're potentially. Right. But so he made sure that the bride was cool with this beforehand, but he brought a chair on to the, the stage at the church we were at. And so the, it, he talked about like the husband honoring his wife, putting her on a pedestal. Right. So he had the bride stand on this chair. Oof. Husband was still standing on the floor. Sounds dangerous, but go uh, yeah, it could have gone really wrong. Yeah. I mean, she's in the long dress and the whole bit. So she's standing there now, towering over her husband. Right? <laughs> okay. Then he says, "Okay, now the wife is supposed to submit to her husband and everything," which is like, "Okay." And he said, "Okay, so to symbolize that, I want you to kneel down now, bride." So still on the chair, she knelt down. This sounds like a disaster, but go. No. Okay. It's, Here's it's the working. cool part. Here's the thing. Now they're looking eye to eye. Okay nobody's taller than the other yeah, one anymore. Interesting. That's cool. And I loved the picture of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know. Like, Is that Pastor Dan? No. Oh, okay. His name, Justin Searles. Hi, Justin. Okay. Hey, Justin. Um, You're it not was, listening. It was okay. really cool. But I don't know if that's theologically correct or not, but I just, the well, it's picture, a picture of it's a it picture. was so great. You've got to give a lot of grace with people that are, that are painting pictures for yeah. us to understand, you know, exaltation, submission, and, and reverence and honor. That, that's cool. Well, and I, I liked the idea of that a husband could put a wife on a pedestal and a wife could submit to a husband, and yet they still could be partners. Yeah. They, it's not, there's nobody one up. And I understand mm-hmm. the need for hierarchy. We need that because we're fallen. Sure. Right. We we need that because someone like even if you want to think about the work world, whatever, somebody needs to be in charge because yeah. someone needs to be accountable. Right. It's not because someone needs the power. Right. Someone needs to be held accountable. Does it get twisted 
in our world? Yep. Always. <laughs> you yeah. know, but it's not, you know, God's design, I don't believe, for the hierarchy is so someone has more power over the other, but mm. that someone is accountable and things like that. And he appointed men, you know, in the case, whether it's being a pastor, husbands, but that doesn't mean they they're more powerful that you know they're more important right yeah know? certainly cer certainly not certainly not more important it, it, it's all about the efficacy of of, of roles and managing right. the the institution that, that that god is creating and you know like i've always i've never i've never once thought i'm smarter than my wife now one of us is smarter than the other like if objectively somebody has to be smarter than the other it could be her. It could be me. I wouldn't pretend to know. If it's concerning math, it's her. If it's concerning church history, it's me. Like, so like we could parse it out. Um, but I've always looked at my wife as a strong, amazing, inspirational. She's just a tough lady. I love mm -hmm. her. She's just she's just awesome in every way. And so there, there there's there, there there's so many different uh, I think facets in which we look at each other that contribute to the ways in which we relate to each other, and that creates this this perspective that is much more deep than the overly simplistic men are one thing and women are another. Right. There are differences. There are roles. We both affirm that complementarians, but it's not as easy, or maybe it's not as as simple as some people want to make it out to be. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Okay. So you know I'm on. I watch the TikTok. Yeah. That's why I watch. I watch some of the TikTok, uh, especially when I'm going to the bathroom. So I watch the TikTok, okay. and because I got free time, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I'm older now, so I spend more time there. So I will go through TikTok, and uh, I've seen a lot of people, and I've seen women object in particular to this notion. I've seen women object to, I object to the idea that, that when men say, oh, that guy married up or you married out of your league or, um, you know, something like that. And, and their, 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 their frustration with the analogy or with the statement seems to be oftentimes it's focused on looks. Mm -hmm. It's an ugly guy like me who married a hot lady like my wife. Um, but I have never once meant that because like i have said this is something that i've said like oh i married way above I'm, I'm married i mean jen is out of my league when i say that i don't mean that she's merely better looking than me Which clearly she is she doesn't have moles on her face like me and she's not carrying around 50 extra pounds because she's just a sedentary lazy person like me like i she is a better person than me. That's how I view her. Like I, and, I, and most of the guys that I know that have said that sort of a thing as Christians, they don't merely mean like, oh, well, that person's more attractive than me. They mean like, no, no, no. They are uh, kinder or compassionate or maybe they're more disciplined or maybe they're, they're, they're speaking to the person, not just mm -hmm. the way that they look. So maybe that's the way that the world looks at it. And maybe I'm looking at it through a Christian lens, but I, I, I see the, I see people objecting to this, like, oh, that guy married out of his league. Here's what it means to me, and I want you to speak into this as a woman who is a licensed professional counselor. <laughs> it makes me evaluate myself and say, okay, I married somebody who is better than me as a person, and I genuinely believe that. And it makes me want to try to become the person that she's worthy of. Hmm. 
I, and I, I don't, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not that person yet. I want to be that person. And so it, it makes me evaluate and go, okay, so how can I become the person that she's worthy of? I don't think that's bad. Am, am I being, and I'm open to it. Am I being simplistic? Am I being dumb? Am I being in some way uh, patronizing? Or is there a sense in which you can say that in a good way? I think you just did. I mean, when you explained how you mean it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I have to admit, I I often think if I do hear someone say that, I think it is, like you said, in the world's perspective, it is typically based on looks, you know. Um, that's probably how a lot of people mean it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But but I also think you can say that and not mean that and be very sincere and, you know, everything you just said. I mean, and I would imagine if Jen were here, she would have things to say like, this is how Joe. Probably not. Yes, she would. No. I know Jen. Probably not. She would. <laughs> she would too. But no, that's isn't that what true complementarianism is about, though, really, right? That's a good point. We are each bringing our own strengths, our own yeah. gifts, and frankly, our own weaknesses. Yeah. And to be supported exactly, by the other person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is the whole idea, you know? And, and so to get caught up about these roles sometimes is silly. Because nobody's saying like, well, you're the husband, so you should always be the one writing out the bills. No. <laughs> Doesn't happen you, in my house. If, you're, you know, if your wife's an accountant and that's her gift, let her do it. Yeah. Why, you know, she why better would, do it. Why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, I don't understand that. Or like if, if a guy like really loves to cook, oh my gosh. I Jimmy. Would, I, oh, Jimmy. He's a perfect listen. example. Hey, Michelle, you ain't listening. But if you are. You're let, fine. You're, you're let fine. Let Jimmy cook, cook man. Let Jimmy, Jimmy's the cook. We all know Jimmy's the chef. I would embrace that. I love it. That's when yeah. it's my birthday or whatever. That's my thing. What do you want for your birthday? Not to cook. You know, like I'm I'm totally cool. And so what does he whip up? Some mac and cheese? What no, he do? Kevin makes. Oh my gosh. There's a few things his he tacos. makes. tacos. I heard about his tacos. Tacos. His stir fry. You guys got to come over for stir fry. Yeah. He. I hear mm. from my son. Oh, He's no, I make the tacos. Is it you, your tacos? He makes, okay, grilled pork chops. Is that what? Because Kevin makes grilled pork chops that are really I just good. Know so he's that got a couple he, things he that like are really good. He comes home and he's like, the McDonald's can cook. <laughs> you know what? I never cook now. It's really bad. Because Eli, because uh, Ian's, Ian's gone. gone yeah, he's but in college. I'm working. So. And you're working. You're yeah. busy. Kevin's working. It's bad. He can have some ramen. I guess. Don't worry about that guy. Poor guy. He goes to Chipotle. Yeah. He loves his Chipotle. What do you call it? Chipotle. You, she calls it Chipotle. What uh, do y'all uh, call it? Come here for a second. Come here, Radley. Is uh, it Chipotle? Uh, I, just, I, I just want you to speak into this here. And, uh, I'm going to bring up this mic here because uh, this is important here. Okay. Um, uh, is she pronouncing that correctly? No, she's not. No, I didn't How think do I so. say it? How is she saying it? She's saying Chipotle. Yeah, that's that's definitely chi- wrong. It's definitely wrong. It's Chipotle. That, thank Chipotle. you, sir. This is This is how they are the weaker vessel. This is one of the examples in which they are the weaker brother. They do not know how to say Chipotle. Whatever. You say Chipotle? I don't know. I guess I That's do. That's embarrassing. I don't know that you can come back on. <laughs> I mean, it's really bad. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Here's the bottom line. This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> how we treat each other matters. Yeah, Joe. Right. Well, not you. <laughs> You're not my wife. I can treat you however I want. I'm the lead pastor. Whoa. <laughs> I, I can scream and okay. yell and curse and abuse. Oh, okay. And I'm protected. <laughs> Oh, is, are we on Yeah, here? you said oh, that out loud. Okay, you sorry. are recording I, I, I this time. Yeah, I'm sorry. So you better be careful. Um, 
how we treat one another matters, especially as husbands and wives. But Peter here is focusing in this verse on how a husband treats his wife and how you treat your wife matters. It matters to God. Uh, It matters to her, of course, but it matters to God. In fact, he says, listen, the way that you treat your wife is going to have an impact on your prayers. Mm. You, You treat your wife in the right way. You honor her. Think about that. Not belittle her, not mock her, not relegate her, not subjugate her. You honor her so that your prayers may not be hindered. That's really important. Like how we relate to each other has an impact on our experience of God and of the Christian life. It really, it does matter. In fact, I mean, we can just say it this way. How we treat, how we treat each other matters. Mm. Um, How we understand scripture is going to determine how we treat other people. And how we communicate those truths matter. And this is so like, okay, so like I, I didn't like the way that one guy tweeted his thing. Listen, I, I say things horrible all the time, right? Um, it, it meant we should be careful on how we're communicating the precious truths of Scripture, hmm. especially when there are cultural issues at play where people are likely to misunderstand us or take us in a bad direction like if if i know if i know that race and racism is confusing to a lot of people out there then when i speak on the issues i want to be very careful with my words so that i'm not contributing to the chaos i want to be clear i want to point in a very specific direction when it comes to husbands and wives and how we relate to one another I want to be as clear as I can, scripturally clear, scripturally grounded, but I want to make sure that I'm not contributing to the chaos at all. Let's all try to do better on that. Krista, thanks for um, being here and um, rally, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Doctrine and Devotion. You know, we've got our podcast dropping every Monday and Thursday. It's free for everybody, but for those that want to support the podcast, we have All Access. And All Access gives you five devotions uh, Monday through Friday, devotional meditations for you to take in, plus the Banter of Truth podcast that drops on Tuesdays, just me and Jimmy chopping it up and getting into all kinds of trouble. So you can check that out if you'd like to uh, learn more about it. Go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash access access. You can check out our website, doctrineanddevotion.com. You can visit, visit us on social media, uh, Doc and Devo. That's uh, Instagram and Twitter. Of course, you can check us out on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash doctrineanddevotion. We appreciate your support. We're so glad that you're listening. We hope that you will tell a friend. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm.